John. What? Do you have your copy of the Hungry Dutchman LP? I don't have any Hungry Dutchman LP. Wait no. a minute. You were with me. You and I went to some bar. It was in New York somewhere. What year was no, this? No, maybe it was in New Jersey. What year? The year was 1989. I don't have anything from 1989 except my wife. Oh, yeah. John gave me a box of LPs in the eight, nine, early 90s when I bought my I gave, first house. I gave away a lot of them, but I gave you the ones that I really wanted to keep. So they're in a box, a square cardboard box. A couple of them. And somehow, somehow, my cat collection. Your cat. Yeah, it grew. Grew in the early 90s. And there was, you know, basically an animal shelter in the basement of my house. Yeah. I mean, it was very nice. I they, remember three-legged cats kept showing up. You yes, yeah. it's true. Yeah, it was a recording? freak show. Yeah, we were recording. Oh, this is part of the show? It was a freak show. A cat it was very show. nice. It had, you know, the cat poles. I mean, yeah, it was... Very a- nice to be a cat, <laughs> not to be a record. I guess your LPs became sort of just part of the yeah. landscape, and I didn't realize that they were there. Mm-hmm. And the cats started sharpening their claws on that box. Yeah, they sure did. So it was... Did you see what the box looked like? No, you said you just threw it out. I was on solid wall. I had to get rid of it. it they started... And they, they dug... Why are you doing this to me? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like bringing back bad memories. I'm so sorry. I'm going to kick you under the table right now. John and I have such a, a, a colorful past together. Yes. Highs and lows. Yes. Ups and downs. Yes. It's okay. It's like a, it's like a creative marriage. But it, yeah, but it, may, you know, it still goes on. Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Rosso. Where's the, where's the goods? Okay, okay. Listen, Come I want to talk about topic first. Okay. okay. Really? Why? Why change Let me just now? barrel through a topic first. Okay, go. Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. My name is Michael Rosso. I'm here with Mark Delzell. Hey. John Videlli. Hungry Dutchman. Well, <laughs> Don't even start on Welcome that. to the last episode in our, our, our trilogy, our Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanksgiving trilogy. Our Thanksgiving Marathon. 2018 trilogy. Why is there a knife sticking out of a box next to me? Well, oh, this is, I had the treats the whole time. No, you can't. I'm, I had the power of the I treats. I want to do a segment first. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wants to talk about the Hungry Dutchman. Yes. No, I don't. Today, I want to talk about... And then he leaves. Where are you going? <laughs> Holy crap. Bum, 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 this show bum, is such a bum. finely tuned machine. It's... Here it is. Here it is. I'll tell you what's so exciting about this. Never, ever in the history of FPP has there been such a renaissance in such, such a short period of t- time. In the box. you got a brand new one. Come on, guys, stop mucking around. We only have five minutes until our show's on. That's not enough time! There's always time. We're talking about the Lomo Kino, 30, Super 35 Movie Maker, Curiously Analog. That's what it says right on it. Curious. Curiously Analog. And this is an old timey. I mean, it's a box camera, yeah. it's a movie camera. Yeah. But it's an analog, manual, hand crank yeah. film camera. You know, crank like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, sure, crank. CR crank. Yeah. That Charlie Chaplin, yeah, this sure is, was a crank. You put the film in, you hand crank it. Like in the Charlie Chaplin days. You made movies on that. You made a Dracula movie, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Lomo Kino Dracula. Huh. And Lomo Kino Werewolf. Where? 
Just think, there was a time. Wolf. First of all, I'm very proud because here we are in, in Fairlawn, New Jersey, and Fort Lee, New Jersey, was the capital of movie making. It was movie making. Yes. It was Hollywood East. It was Hollywood before was Hollywood. The, in the noughts, right? The yeah. 19 noughts. So there, you can't open that yet. Treats. <laughs> there was a time. Time is a tool you can put on the wall or wear it on your wrist. The past is far behind us. The future doesn't exist. When Hollywood, which was in Fort Lee, New Jersey, was making movies, and there was these big cameras with 35mm film, and a guy... Well, crank it. Cranking it. And I guess at some point, the guy was like... My arm hurts. Yeah, excuse me, Mr. Chaplin. <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Chaplin. <sighs> My arm hurts. Can we do something about At this? some point, someone came up with the idea to put a motor. I mean, at some point... Yeah. I'm a little surprised that Lomography never came out with a motor drive for the Lomokino. If you go on... You got film in there, Stoops. Yeah, I know. Oh, if you go on eBay, there are people who hacked into this camera... And made... And they put a drill in the side. Mm. Like a, a handheld could, drill. I could so you see could that, yeah. So you could drill it. What do you think about I mean, that, John? Mean use the drill to as the as the uh, as the instead of a crank. Of crank. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty smart. That's a really good idea. It's high speed photography. Okay. It is. And so Why? yeah, no, I'll go that that fast. So the Lomo Kino thirty five, it makes movies. It's two perf system, meaning um, you get one hundred and forty four frames per thirty six exposure cartridge. It takes a regular film cartridge. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And hold on, See, I I I make notes too. Duh. Uh, it's at one one hundredth of a second shutter speed, and you have three f-stop choices. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fixed lens. Yes, uh, plastic, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be glass. Who high knows? High quality plastic. Oh, high quality plastic. Uh, you have f six, f eight, plastic, and f mm-hmm. <laughs> and f eleven, and f u. Yeah. <laughs> When you're cranking, my guess, and I'm just guessing, is that you're exposing about three frames per second. What do you think, Mark? Well, it's as fast as you crank it. If you like, crank it like crazy, you can get it up to yeah. you know, six or eight frames a second. Really? Yeah. You can, mine's got film in it, so I can't, I can't uh, playfully crank it. But Just simple Lomography in motion. You hit the, it has a close-up button. Oh. It has a close-up button, so you could shoot just 0.6M away from your subject. Wow. And that's, has a, that's not even one M. Has a hot shoe that you can fit a flash to. Hot shoe. And if you're using one of those those power pig flashes, power pigs, I remember them. <laughs> it has like four four batteries yeah. that regenerate fast. You could get a flash that has Works enough every frame. Yeah, so that every click you get a new flash. Yeah. Wow, that thing's. Well, isn't the Fritz the Blitz flash? That Thank you. Oh, to that's do that. right. Remember yeah, the Fritz right. the Blitz? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lomography. Do you have one? I do. Right there. I do, yeah. <laughs> right within <laughs> right, arm's reach of right yeah. in front of you. <laughs> the Fritz, the Blitz, is a flash specifically designed for a quick recharge, and it's designed to use with the Lomo Kino. And, of course, in a, kind of a modular system, Lomography also uses Fritz the Blitz on their uh, Sardine. Uh, so La Sardinia camera. Uh, God bless you. That's a still camera. Yes, it is. This still is a movie camera. camera. still a camera. still a camera, yes. So this came out in... 20 late 2011 maybe maybe early 2012 mm-hmm. and i remember it was like a big deal such a big deal that mark had one when did you buy yours soon after like you just saw it and you're like oh i have to have this. that's cool yeah it's just that's one of those really bizarre lomo cameras that i had to leslie have. lazenby bought one mm-hmm. and a lot of fpp listeners out there at the time bought one and 
the strange thing is, Mark. I mean, it's not. Str- it's strange, but it's not that strange because it's just the time again. Time is a ruler to measure the day. It doesn't go backwards. Only one way. Mark, that was five years ago. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, Five fingers. One, two, three, four, five. Five wonderful years. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. you have to. St- we all have to agree that Lomography, don't they do a beautiful job with the packaging? Yes. They're Apple esque in their yes. packaging. Yeah, and once you lift this up, there's, there's books it's underneath. There's a book. Comes with, yeah. yeah, beautiful. It's always special. So, unbeknownst to me <laughs> now, like, I didn't, I didn't. I went back to my archive, yeah. and I have to tell you, last night I went and. Into my storage space. Mm-hmm. I have all my photography, my negatives stored by year. You know, here's 2012, here's 2013. It was such a thrill. It's like, because uh, I haven't touched this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, I scanned them on my Epson scanner and then I painstakingly edited the Lomo Kino oh, movie. What a pain. At the time in Windows wow. Movie Maker. And it was like low res and just not good. And but, getting the frames aligned yeah. is impossible. This is the funnest camera ever invented that has such pain connected with it. So it's so fun to shoot, but such... I mean, I can't even express what a pain in the ass is. And the fact that I shot so... Like, within 2012, 2013, I shot it constantly. Mm. But there's so many movies I shot I never finished because it was just like... It takes you 30 seconds to shoot a roll, and then three (laughs) hours of cutting, scanning, animating. Now, you could scan them... Well, scanning each frame is a pain because it's not a standard frame, so you have to go in and cut yeah. each frame uh, individually, yeah. and then scan. You and then can't make a preset for that? No, not in the... Uh, not really. Not in Silverfast, anyway. No. And yeah. then, because of me being a little bit of a perfectionist, I would have to, in Photoshop, line on layers, line up each, yeah. the previous shot with the last shot mm-hmm. so that when you animate it, it's not all jumpy. And there are an awful lot of... Lomo Kino wow. videos on YouTube that are like super just jumpy and it's going to be a little jumpy but if it's too jumpy it's jarring and it interrupts the kind of the enjoyment of watching the movie yeah sure so this has been I would say towards the end where I just abandoned the projects I was like I shot up but never did anything with it it's because I had enough but I love the I love the camera yep and that's where the Lomo Kino story ends until <laughs> now until so now. this year, like a bunch of things all Can came to no. Let's wait for me to finish my story. So, hungry. so this year, a bunch of things happened here in FPP. Like just things align themselves, and unbeknownst to me, just a few months ago, I didn't think that I'd be sitting here in FPP with sister company Film Media, and the fact that we brought in a 4K motion picture film scanner, Deluxe film D- scanner. Lux, and for folks out there who don't know, my my job, my jobby job, has always been maintaining and um, uh, working with film libraries. And part of that process was getting those films scanned, which up until recently I would do out of house. And but not anymore. Not anymore, because all the old timey labs, your Duart, your Technicolor, your Deluxe, are all closing down. 
in abandoning film. And it's a really sad thing because these are the companies that mm-hmm. pioneered technologies, especially Duart. If you look up Duart, you'll find a whole bunch of information about mm-hmm. um, Erwin Young and his pioneering, pioneering techniques. Wow. He worked with CBS News. It was a vibrant industry that is now – these companies don't have the vision – from the perspective that, let's say, Kodak does, where Kodak is bringing back Super 8, bringing back 16 ectochrome, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting sticking with film. Unbeknownst to me, this all happened, and here on site is a 4K film scanner. And still unbeknownst to me was that Lomography, Lomokino, is a two-perf system, and on our scanner is a drop-down for two-perf scanning. Really? So, ding! Like, I, it was just like, oh my god! The apple that's fresh is right to the core! And I'm not over time and I'm not anymore! Now you can dig out your old movies. I could scan. Scan them in. My Lomo Kino movies. Perfectly stabilized 4K. <laughs> 4K is an option. I'm not opting for the option oh, yeah, because the true. file size. I guess that's true. There's no point in it's 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 a little it's a little bit of overkill because you know it is a, kind of a right. plasticky Toy. yeah. Right. Got plastic lenses. 2K is beautiful. So I scanned the most recent project, which was abandoned, which was the last Smooth Sailor. Hmm. It's like it was four rolls of film, black and white, just sh- shot and just it was well, years ago. I didn't even cut the negatives yet. They're still in their long sleeves. Mm. Dave Northrup and myself put it together. Dave scanned it, and voila. How long did it take you to put together? There's a time and a place for mucking around. I'm camping. I'm friends with my dad. Dave, how long did it take you to put together? Time went new and got old like history. Stuff from the past went into a mystery. Let's call Dave. Dave! Dave! Dave's not here. The first one you did, the black and white. Oh, Oh, that's it? Oh, because they were uncut. Oh. The other half of the uh, equation, oh. Dave Northrup. Is, Are you working on Lamokino right now? Yeah. Oh. Dave's in actually the film prep room, which is actually he's not mic. Sadly, we should have hung a mic over there. Yeah, really. <laughs> Need longer cables. If the film thirty-six exposure cartridges, if they're uncut, it's easy peasy. You just slam them together. Took them five minutes. Mm-hmm. Put them on a scanner. Scan it. And I was blown away by not only the steadiness of the shot, mm. but the resolution. I don't know. Did you notice how clear, how crisp? Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Like, I couldn't believe it. So It launches the Lomo Kino into a whole other class of filmmaking. So, like, remember those, the, that Scottish band that made their whole music video out of Lomo Kino? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many millions oh, of man hours must it have taken oh, for them God. to do that? If, they had, if you had had your scanner back then. So, anyway. th- this is right. For, so, I'm offering the service through the FPP site. It says here, the Lomo Kino is a wonderful, fun, old-timey, hand-crank movie camera that takes standard 36 exposure 35 millimeter cartridges. It's easy to shoot, now all caps, but a real time-consuming task, time-consuming task. task. An old man dies. look, computer, everything's cool. It's the future. Time is now. The future and you. Look at all the wonderful things you can do with you. Originally I wrote, pain in the ass. Well, yeah. To scan, register frames, and edit. Put the fun back in Lomo Kino movie making by having the FPP do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. The prep, scan, and animation all in 2K high resolution. Look at the time! I had a little drop down here. It's like, what do you do? 
Shoot your Lomo Kino movie on 36 exposure rolls, black and white or color. We highly recommend use a tripod when shooting and shoot multiple rolls. One roll's too short. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think the time is with one roll? 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. Depends on how fast that you long? crank it. But yeah, you're getting 144 frames. Mm-hmm. So if you're cranking it five frames a second, you get burst of mathematics, whatever that is. Uh, process your film before sending to the FPP. Please do not cut your film after processing. If using a commercial lab like the darkroom, please ask them not to cut your film. Uh, send your processed Lomokino film along Dave with says, one. Please <laughs> don't cut your film. Well, Dave, next door in the film prep room right now, I went through storage, found all my old Lomokino film that I scanned on my Epson V700 Stoops. that was cut. Uh. That was the only way to scan so it. Now yeah. he has to well, you had no choice back then. So Dave is reconstituting the film together on a Kodak core. And oh, I took it. And he'll have photos of that. Yes. In the uh, show notes. Let's go so to tape. send your processed Lomo Kino film along with one USB uh, thumb drive to the FPP. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, 128 gigabyte drives recommended. If you don't have a thumb drive, we now sell thumb drives. How it's about that? that? It's that big? The files are that big? I just, it depends how many rolls. So I figure we'll play it safe. Well, I already received an email saying, hey, can you do this 4K? Mm. Because just like any technology, I mean, if the, if the capability is there, some mm-hmm. people really want to push the limit. Yeah, why not? You just, well, you're dealing with such a bigger file. But hey, if that's what you want, it's not going to cost any more. That's what you want. We got it. The shipping fee in your shopping cart is return of your materials. You are responsible for shipping your materials to the FPP. We will prep and scan your Lomo Kino movie at 12 frames per second and provide you with a 2K ProRes.mov file. Um, what I did, so the machine scans, the lowest scan rate is 12 frames per second. And then you could bring it in your software program, like Final Cut or whatever, and then you could slow it down if you want. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Although That's a good the, idea. Yeah. So the six-frame... Looks fairly normal, but still a little jittery, of course, because it's always going to look jittery because it's a little mochino. It's a little mochino. Thank you, John. Yeah, normally when you watch a movie, you're seeing, um, you know, basically 30 frames a second. So, so it's 20 bucks a roll, you know, to do all this work, and I think that's a fair price. Okay. And how much? 20 bucks. 20 dollars for 2K resolution movie files. Yes. For how many rolls? One, One roll. roll. That's pretty good. Yeah. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh, Jerry. And, you know, we'll talk, as John said. Yeah. So also launching uh, this month yeah. is uh, Super 8 Services. Super 8! Because Super 8. Uh, uh, yeah. you can scan all kinds of stuff, all kinds of formats. Super 8, yep. 16, 17, whatever. <laughs> See, the thing is, I'm looking at everything from the perspective of me, because I shoot these formats, and I know when I send out to get a service done what I what. I okay with and what is mm-hmm. like? Oh no, that's too much. That's John. too dear. Yeah, per fifty foot Super Eight cartridge, mm-hmm. twenty bucks. That's pretty good. Now, it's I very good. I think that's amazing it because Dwayne's photo charges fifteen or twenty. I think it's fifteen. But the technology is no offense, Dwayne's photo. I love mm-hmm. Dwayne's photo, of course. But they have like an old film chain, mm-hmm. and you get like a sixty megahertz line, like a like mm-hmm. a hum. You get a hum. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I didn't care for their scan at all. What about the other guys in uh, California? Well, they're pop, pay one price. Yeah. It's like 90 bucks for a roll. Well, it's 80 bucks here at FPP. Ugh. So you get the film. So if you buy this, you can get this at FPP. It's the... the film, it's developing, the, scanning. What are those guys called? Pro 8. Pro 8, yeah. You buy the cartridge, you get the film, processing, and, and the scan, digital. $80. Yeah. It's all going to be a lot. The new Ektachrome Kodak, not yet in stock here, Super 8, it's $40 a roll. 
not with processing. Just no, just the film. Yeah, oh boy, that's dear. Yeah, but are your film? Well, are your but digital? But you're saying scans? with scanning now, it's going to be sixty dollars. Well, I want to say I do have a roll in. We're going to talk. Be talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about um, Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, processing movie film at home. See, the revolutionary thing is, let's take oh. control of this ourselves. You could buy an FPPE six kit, so you buy your your extra chrome film, and you could process it yourself with one of those Lomo tank. It's called a Lomo tank. They mm-hmm. have a eight millimeter, the flying saucer yeah. looking one. Oh, eight yeah. millimeter, sixteen. You you know oh, adjusts. Oh, lovely. Ditto. You if you're shooting black and white, you could uh, process that you know with black and white chemistry. So that takes that that knocks that cost out of the equation. And then just mail it to you, and for twenty bucks you scan it. Twenty bucks, twenty bucks per fifty foot roll. That's a bargain. It really is for the technology for that that's here. Quality. Yeah, so well, going gonna... back to Lomokino, to scan a roll of film for tw- a roll of the Lomokino, like literally, was two hours of work to do it yourself. Two or three Not hours. Not fun work. work. And well, yeah, really tedious. crappy, like ugh, putting yeah. Columbo on in the background. Oh, oh, one more thing before I forget. Like, I don't mind scanning, and I know a lot of listeners don't like scanning at all. I don't mind scanning, yeah. but when it got so, it was so painful. Like, yes, first you had to cut out the frames, like in the scanner. To actually scan them, mm-hmm. and then you know had two three rolls. That's one hundred and forty four times two. What's that? <laughs> three. Yeah, four uh, times two is it's crazy. Well, by the time you get yeah usual usable frames, you're it's three like or four hundred individual little that frames. That first session is like done. You're done for the day. Then you come yeah. back the next day and like oh, what and then I you have to stitch do? them all together, and it's all jerky. See, you can take all those tiffs or JPEGs and then throw them into a software program and just animate them like F. Just get it done, but they don't line up. Yeah, you need to. You need registration, mm. and that's that takes the time. And a lot of people bypass that step completely. So, look, I know there are other options. Like Lomo made a little phone scanner. Chick, 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 mm. chick, chick. Yeah. Eh, okay, it's okay. <laughs> they made the if you shot Ectochrome positive film, the little viewer. You got that? Yeah. 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 Chick, chick, chick. Okay, that's all. Okay, you know, it's all right. But we're talking about you know someone who you want to project it on your TV and have a have a party. TV or people like to put it on the YouTube. Well, the phone scanner will do that, but if you've got something that you really care about, if you've got, you know, if you really made something that you want, if it's your masterpiece, proper, yeah, yeah, if you made a fun movie of your kids, like you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna get all the movies that I did rescanned for posterity for sure. Yeah. Hoo ha! Um, duh. Duh. What? Now you can see the importance of time. It helps us make pizza. It keeps things in line. But when did it start? And when will it stop? Time is important, and I am a clock. If we run out of time, then where does it go? Is time even real? Does anyone know? Uh, Sorry, Dave. Mine are all cut apart, though. Bastard! No, he's, he's shooting new ones. No, but the ones I already shot back in 2012. Oh. I want to get those scanned again now. Maybe you could put them back together. No. <laughs> no, why? You've got a Dave. <laughs> I don't have a Dave. <laughs> Dave. Where do I get a Dave? <laughs> We're also offering 16mm scanning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, we do 35mm motion picture scanning here mm-hmm. also. Uh, so hit me up if you, if you have any film. You have, if you have an archive, like you have your family's home movies. Right. There's a lot, you know, the whole, that's a whole different topic, but... Generally speaking, the whole home movie transfer thing were... Do you remember Sharon Rasp used to do that in a room? Day in, day out. With On a really like old... millimeter things, yeah. It was like old-fashioned film And it would chain. always get caught. Yeah, yeah. 
Like you'd be sitting there watching it on your VHS tape. I have one word to say to folks out there, and this is in all seriousness because this is what my whole life is about. When it comes to film and scanning, quality. You don't mess around. No, quality. Preservation. Quality. Quality. Camera hack. (laughs) Hack. All my home movies are are shot on seventy millimeters. So. We, you know, we don't. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Lucas. We don't in this day, in this day and age. We don't like. It's not like we transfer home movies to like DVD. Like, no, 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 no. We transfer to file, and then you get the file, and then at home and every computer these days, yeah, you could up- compile an iMovie, which comes with every computer. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, uh, not every computer. Every i computer, yeah. like ten percent of them do. Hey, Dave. Yeah. The Windows 10, does it come with that Windows Movie Maker or is that passe? It's, it doesn't have it actually on the system. It's downloadable. It's a f- yeah, free download. Okay. And it works pretty well. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, so that's it, folks. That's, you know, what's... Uh, Let's make movies. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. I know. They're pointing at the box from our, from our listener. I'm trying to get you to wrap it up. Okay. okay. And now, our new demonstrator, Mr. Duck. We'll show you how everyone can now enjoy the best home movies of them all. Lights, please. Walt Disney Home Movies in Super 8 Millimeter. Yours to run over and over again in your own living room. Here are a few. Animated classics. The wildly funny match of the century from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. With all the high quality of the original motion picture. All the fine entertainment that you've enjoyed in the theater. The Prince and the Dragon from Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Cinderella's Fairy Godmother. (laughs) Pinocchio and Monstro the Whale. Bambi falls in love. Hello, Bambi. And from Walt Disney's wonderful world of cartoons, favorite characters, both old and new. Walt Disney home movies in Super 8 are available in color or black and white, in silent or magnetic sound versions. Check the catalog for a great selection of titles. Then thread up. Walt Disney home movies. New fun for the entire family together. Hey, we're back. Uh, we have a box here from our listener. It's like Christmas. Our one listener. Yes. It's like Christmas, and you're the cruel parent who won't let us come well, down the because thing you're about not ready is, with the light banks. It does seem like we have one listener because it's... You know what? I have a question. Everybody who writes in seems to be saying, oh, I started from episode one, and I'm currently up to episode 10. Is there anybody out there who's actually listening to current up-to-date episodes? <laughs> right now, if you're hearing this, call in right now. We want to see who the first person to actually listen to the episode was. Oh, you know what? We have and a ba- you'll win the steak. We have a holding. bank of phone numbers here. I have to get the hotline back up. Yeah. Why not? Definitely. Pe- people used to call The answering in- machine. People, yeah, people used to call in all the time. The he- massage. Yeah, like here's an example. Hi, Mr. Russell. My name is Amin Kessler. I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. A big fan of the show. What show? Yes. 
el FPP directamente desde Caracas, Venezuela, los fanáticos o creo que el único fanático así que thanks for all the support and all the big tips that from you guys you give us all the analog shooters worldwide, saludos yo so our, our listener Dixon Long Lu, Dixon Lu, Luang I don't know, L-E-U-N-G. Luang. Luang has sent a mystery box. Dixon's A number one. And while you're opening that, here, read this. This is from Dixon. One of the things I do when I donate lenses, cameras that that come with filters is that I put some lithium grease, one half of rice applied with swab or pointed toothpick, on the threads of the filters before I put them back on. This way they won't seize up in the future. I read from Rivendell Bikes Catalog that beeswax is both anti-seize and anti-slip, like like Loctite. You guys both read letters from the same guy at the same time. That's it. It's even better than lithium grease. In case of seizing, just heat the filter ring with the lighter and the wax would melt enough to loosen the filter. Some background. I mostly buy cameras from thrift Thrift stores, thrift stores, and like Goodwill and Salvation Army, don't have a dedicated staff to look over cameras and determine if they are working, so they are sold cheap. I clean and test them to make sure they work. Don't want any student to get a failing camera. Also, I I don't want a good camera to go into the electronic junk recycle plants if I can. On Goodwill SA bidding sites, I only bid once because if someone else is bidding on it, that means someone else would remove it from the electronic waste stream. Dixon. Uh, listen, while we're while these guys are opening up the chocolates, That's our good friend Owen McCaffrey, yeah, Owen McCaffrey, did a rolling segment talking about the Canon Canonet Cine Eight. It's a regular eight movie camera. Oh, so uh, let's roll that right now. Lovely. Hey there, FPPers. Owen McCaffrey here, coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio, to briefly gush over one of my favorite regular eight movie cameras, the Canon Scene Canonet Eight. Now, before I talk to you about this wonderful gem of a camera, I should probably touch briefly on what regular 8 movie film is, just in case you don't know already. I've written a full-length blog post about regular 8 film on the FPP website titled 8mm Lives, so you can head over there if you're pining for a more complete history. Regular 8mm film, which also goes by the name Standard 8 or Double 8, was the precursor to Super 8. It was created by Kodak in 1932 as a more affordable way to take home movies. Before Reg 8 was invented, 16mm film was really the only choice you had if you wanted to take home movies. While 16mm film is certainly a better format for movie taking when it comes to picture quality, the cameras were heavy, bulky, difficult to use, and expensive. Kodak came up with a pretty clever solution. Take 16mm film, add some extra perforations, and then design a camera that would expose half of one side of the film. Then, you'd flip the exposed reel over and pass it through the camera again, exposing the second half. Once the film was developed, it could be slit down the middle, spliced together, and create a 50-foot reel of film. And that was how Regular 8 was born. Kodak and other manufacturers soon came on board, and hundreds of different Regular 8 cameras were created. They were smaller, lighter, easier to use, and most importantly, affordable. So that's the brief history on Reg 8. Now let's get into the subject at hand, my beautiful Canon scene Canon at 8. I started shooting regular 8 film around 03, but struggled to find a camera that was convenient to use and more importantly, could automatically expose film speeds of at least 125 ASA. Why? Well, because a lot of older cameras could only expose up to 60 or 80 ASA, and a lot of the regular 8 film on the market today is at least 100. I also wanted something that wasn't driven by a hand-wound motor, which only gives you about 30 seconds per wind. 
So I gave up regular 8 and opted for Super 8 instead, which is really what drove my passion for Kodachrome for many years. Until, of course, Kodak took our precious Kodachrome away. And then they did away with Ektachrome, and not much later, Super 8 Tri-X was the only Super 8 black and white reversal film on the market. And then the prices started going up, and up, and up. If I didn't want to go completely broke but still wanted to use movie film, I really needed to find a cheaper solution. Fomapan's R100 black and white reversal film in regular 8 is only around 19 bucks a roll as of this recording, compared to about $30 for Kodak's Tri-X in Super 8. All I needed to do was find a camera I wanted to use. Then I stumbled on the Canon scene Canonet 8. Canon launched the Canonet 8 in September of 1963. It featured a unique slim design that was compact and light, at least for that era. In addition to its portability, it came with some newer technology that is hard to find on many regular A cameras. The motor was powered by three AA batteries, which meant you didn't have to pause during shooting to wind the motor. It had through-the-lens viewing and a great zoom feature that was made possible by Canon's new compact 2x zoom lens. And the best part was the camera's automatic exposure, which could handle films from 10 ASA all the way up to 320 ASA. It was like the film gods had delivered me everything I wanted in a movie camera, right into my lap. I went on eBay and found a near-mint condition model with a camera case, a hand grip, and a lens cap for only 20 bucks. I then discovered that Canon even made filters for the small 27mm lens and was able to find an ND4 filter, though it cost me about as much as the camera did. By the way, ND stands for neutral density. It's essentially a filter that hinders how much light can come through the lens, which is really useful if you're shooting a high ASA film or a high speed film in a really sunny or bright environment. The camera isn't without some flaws, though. Without the optional hand grip, it's a bit bulky to hold while you're filming. The internal motor does seem to eat through batteries pretty quick, and because the camera's so small, the viewfinder can be hard to use outside in bright sun. And the carrying case doesn't have enough room to hold the camera and the hand grip at the same time. But those few flaws haven't really been enough for me to want to find another solution. So if you're looking to save some money by shooting regular 8 and want a camera that isn't going to make the process a hassle, the Canon Scene Canonet 8 is a great option, and I really can't recommend it enough. That's it for me today. Thanks for listening, and remember, shoot more movie film. Thank you, thank you, Owen, for uh, taking the time to record these uh, Rollins. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that's really, really cool of him. Yeah. Where's he located? He's in Ohio. Owen was at the FPP uh, walking workshop in Ohio when you guys were there. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys met him. Okay, great. Owen is very passionate about home movie making, and one of the few people I know that is shooting regular 8 movie film. None of that fancy 8 for him. Yeah, no, there aren't that many people shooting it, and I know like FOMA over in Europe, there's a few companies that still cut down film to regular 8. And this is a little 25-foot cartridge that you shoot and then flip it. It's called double 8. Mm-hmm. Cool. I can see you being more interested in that than the new super fancy Super 8. No. Can you scan those? Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You name it, we scan it. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Dixon. Uh, been a real, uh, you know, uh, this, he may be listener of the year this oh, year. Okay, here's a letter from the person that didn't send us this box. Okay, Michael. There's a package on its way to you. 26 pounds of Nikon Nostalgia. If you make mention of this sort of thing on your podcast, oh, 
Please attribute this gift to my sister, Gail McCann, from Petersburg, Virginia, who died unexpectedly, leaving behind a trove of cameras, among other things. She taught me the value of a good eye and how to use a Nikromat to capture whatever I saw. I later, later graduated to a Nikon FM because fully manual was all I knew. I hope these can help teach others and extend the life of film photography a little bit longer. It's going strong. It's not going anywhere now. Uh, it doesn't actually have his name. Oh. T.M. T. McCann. And what is his sister's name? Gail McCann. This show is dedicated to Gail McCann. Yes. And, the, and 26 pounds of Nikon nostalgia. And the year is dedicated to Dixon. When we come back, Mark's going to do a camera review. Oh, yeah. Here's the movie camera outfit buy of the year from Zale Royal, including everything you see right here for just $129.95. And just look at what you get. A Keystone Zoom camera that lets you zoom from group shots to close-ups without ever changing your position. An electric eye that adjusts automatically for a perfect picture every time. A Keystone projector with forward and reverse gears. A 30 by 40 inch tabletop screen. A movie cartoon, movie scene record book. 300-foot reel and can, and a 110-piece title letter set. All for just $129.95 at Zale Royal. And as an added bonus, for two full years, you'll get free film developing on every roll of film you buy at Zale Royal. And look, if you use one roll of film a week at $1.75 in two years, or 104 weeks, you'll save more than the price of the entire camera outfit. Get your Keystone movie camera outfit now for just $129.95, no money down, $2 weekly. Phone, come in, or order by mail from Zale Royal, Knoxville, Maryville and Oak Ridge. Hey, we're back. Hey, uh, really quick, <laughs> your camera, your camera review is going to get pushed again. Yeah, it's fine. This this is literally a camera I've brought four times, and we never get a chance. It's almost to like it. you kind of wanted to get pushed on. It's you? cursed. It's cursed. It's what's been it, so long ago. What's I it called? This is the Agfa Ambisilet. Okay, I'll, I'll give you. There's a 60 second review. From okay. Mark. The uh, Agfa Ambisilet. These were produced um, by Agfa Kamrawerk. In Munich, West Germany, between 57 and 61. Uh, they were available in the U.S. from 59 to 61. This was part of the Silet range as an inter- interchangeable lens rangefinder. What? Well, look at it. Well, I was going to demonstrate it to the microphone. Okay, you do that. There I'll you take go. No, I'm joking. Okay. Interchangeable lensed rangefinder. Uh, in this series were the viewfinders called Silet and the rangefinders called the Silet Super. The one I have here... Uh, they were available with um, five, about five different, uh, four different lenses. The one I've got here has the 50 millimeter 2.8 on it. It was also, they also produced a 35, a 90, and a 135 millimeter lens for them. On the top of the camera is a little switch that you can actually change your little bracketing window inside the rangefinder, which is super cool. So up here, yep. If you slide that, yes, it changes your bracketing. Oh, that's interesting. On the inside. That's interesting. Also, just to be a little bit different, it's got this little flip-up window, so your rangefinder windows are protected. See, when you pop this thing, when you're ready to shoot, what are we doing? I feel like I'm at a wedding. <laughs> Please continue. When you pop... Shh, we're recording. Man, we're trying to do a show here. <laughs> so it's got this little sliding door, and when you pop this, it's like having a... When you look through it, it's black. When you pop that, oh, and this pops up, and that exposes your rangefinder windows. It's got a pretty pretty good rangefinder. Mine is a little out of alignment, uh, but it works fine. Full range of shutter speeds from bulb up to a five hundredth of a second. Does it have two fifty? It'll do. Uh, it'll do two fifty. It'll do two fifty one. Whatever, whatever it takes. Need. Yeah. Uh, it has the the old German MXV switch on it, so it's got 
your X is your X, you know, your uh, electronic flash, uh-huh. and it's also got a self timer. Yes. There's film in here. Yes. There's X, film in here. X-Y. There is film in there. A brand new roll of film. I haven't even clicked once. What I like about it, it's got a thumb wind. I yes. Like, I like. I love thumb wind on cameras. It's got a useless little uh, film reminder of what film you've got in there. Like in the old days when you could only apparently get three kinds of film. So 64. I, yeah. Which film do you have? Six, 12, or 25? Yeah, great, thanks. What else we got? Your standard features. It has a cold shoe, but it does have a PC port on the front. Uh, they're currently available on eBay for 30 to $60, depending on who else bids. Um, the lenses range from 20 to 100 The uh, Some of the, the longer lenses are a little rare and a little more expensive. The camera originally sold in 1964, $650 American dollars. Wow. Uh, and to put that in perspective, the Leica M3 around the same time was $3,000. Holy shit. So it was about one-sixth the price that you would pay for a Leica. But it's a fun little chunky piece of steel. Uh, it's got a neat bayonet mount. If you push this little thing, this is, your lens pops off like, mm. a, like a camera. Uh, it has a little kickstand oh, if you want to display it. That's nice. It has a little flip-up window on the front for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, what's that? And there you go, there's Bob's no, your uncle. There's no meter or anything under there? <clears throat> no, it's just, that's the rangefinder. Oh, I see. And does that mount specific for that camera, or it's a common mount? Absolutely specific to this camera. So they only produce those four lenses for it. I only have uh, this one. This is the lens that came on it. I only have this one lens. Have you seen them on the bay or anywhere else, the other lenses? Yeah, you can get them. They range. The, 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 the lens that comes on it, which is the uh, 2850, they're like 20, 30 bucks. They're really huh. cheap. If you try and find the 135 millimeter, that's a little rarer. For obvious reasons, those are go for about a hundred. What do you think of Lamage from the camera? It's fine. I have yeah. some test images up on online about it. It's nothing special. Okay. This one is more about the the camera itself was a little bit quirky. Uh, it's got some quirky features. It's a, a rangefinder with removable lens. And I was telling Mike when you look through the viewfinder, if you flip this, this will change your bracketing. Oh really? On the view on oh. the rangefinder itself, so it's it's okay. easy to use multiple lenses with, which is cool. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Cool. So it's an interesting camera. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, sure. Okay, when we come back, we'll be talking about all the Kickstarter and updates that you need to know about. Wow. From Ansco, this year's big news in low-priced cameras. Now, every Ansco Cadet camera comes with an unconditional one-year guarantee. If for any reason, even for accidental damage, your Cadet fails to work properly, Ansco will replace it for just a few pennies postage and handling. Ansco quality makes this guarantee possible. And that's why only Ansco dares make this offer. No wonder camera fans are excited about these Ansco cadet cameras and camera outfits. Truly great values from $5.95 to $15.95. And here's more exciting news. Right now with this free coupon, you can save 75 cents off dealer price on this Ansco Reflex cadet outfit. Save 50 cents on the Ansco cadet and cadet flash outfits. Get your free coupon today at your Ansco dealers. Hurry, offer is limited. Ansco Cadet Camera Outfits. If it comes from Ansco, you know it's A+. Hey, we're back. Okay, folks, before we sign off for the evening. Extravaganza. Yes, marathon episodes. Yes. Mark, what's up with the Kickstarters? What's the update? of new? What's new and different? What's new? Well, we got the uh, the, the new Undo Pinhole Three Kickstarter is okay. running right now. You just have this in your head? Yeah. Wow. Gad, please continue. I'm sorry. I thought you had like a big report. No, they've crushed <clears throat> their goal. Uh, I think their goal was twenty thousand, uh, and they're currently at ninety thousand. 
Um, they have a few days left. They end on the 28th? Yeah, so they end next, next Wednesday. So they still have, well, so they've got about four or five days left. Um, and how do you find it? Because when you initially did a search, you found an older one? Yeah, I was confused because I had forgotten in 2013 when the first Ondu Pinhole came out. That comes up if you just search for Ondu Pinhole. So the Ondu hyphen III, Ondu 3 is the current one. Uh, they're really beautiful little uh, wooden, almost completely made out of wood, pinhole cameras in a wide variety. They have about eight or ten different ones. Uh, they have 35 millimeter. They have 120 uh, in all different aspect ratios. So they make a 120 6x6. Six six, they make a 6x12. Six they have a 6x17 panoramic with a curved focal plane on it. Um, they make this this one series of cameras that have the the rise well, not lens, it's a pinhole, but the hole, it's got these rise holes in it. Rise uh, holes. So there's actually three different pinholes depending on what angle you're shooting at. Uh, very fancy stuff, very fancy stuff. And then you can also use, they, they produce their own little 35 millimeter to 120 adapters. So you can use 35 millimeter with sprockets in any of their cameras sprockets. as well. Sprockets. So the cameras range from anywhere from, I think, $120 up to a few hundred dollars. They also make a 4x5, I should say. Wow. And the 4x5 is also available within the Rise option if you want to go completely crazy. Are you buying in? No, I haven't yet. I've got to take a look at it and see. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. That's fun. I think for, for $12 pledge, you can get just the little adapters if you want. But the cameras start around, around $100, $120 or so. But they're beautiful. They've crushed their goal. Uh, I think they're, they're currently around 90000 of their $20,000 goal. So they're doing good. That's encouraging. Great. Yeah. yeah. Good for them. Can you please tell us about... The uh, obscure darkroom and what happened? Obscure darkroom. It was like the it was like the Cinderella story. They were she Meandering was along. close. It was it was down to the last couple of days and in the last I think in the last like twenty four hours they finally pushed over their goal and beyond. Um, so they were fully funded. Construction has been going on. I haven't uh, I haven't seen any pictures. I'm not sure what's going on. But she, the last time I talked to her, she said they had all the. The drywall was done, and there were roof leaks that they had fixed, and they had, wow. got, they had started getting all the electrical and the, and the sinks and things in. So uh, she's hoping in the, next, in the next month for sure to, to start opening to the public. Another thing that she added at the end, it's kind of funny. I was talking to a local photographer that I know about the darkroom. I said, oh, you should check it out. And he actually called her and said, do you have any late hours, any late nights? Because I can't, I can't even get mm-hmm. to the darkroom until 8 or 9 o'clock. I've got kids. I've got a family. Uh, and so she's decided now she's going to start offering late nights on Thursdays until 2 or 3 a.m. So if you're wow. in the area and you want to go in after the kids go to sleep. We should do that. Yeah. That's when we should go. We should go Thursday nights. That's it. That'll okay. be our darkroom night. Yeah. What do you guys drive? I don't drive. <laughs> you don't drive at night? Meet me at my house. I'll charge you an Uber rate from my house to Newark. I don't drive at night anymore. Come on. <laughs> Over the hill, Sam. Yes. Definitely. What else? Take that place over. What else? What else is going on? Well, there's that processor washer thing, but I literally don't even know what it is. But what is it called? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> At least meet me halfway. Well, here you go. Read, read this. This ties into... What do you got here? A letter? Yeah, a letter. Who's this from? This is from Dustin Nickerson. That's a good name. Uh, Dustin Nickerson, It's pronounced it? nothing special. Enjoying... Uh, enjoy the podcast. Oh, I guess he's saying he does. Yeah. He enjoys the podcast. You guys have been talking about public dark rooms quite a bit lately. We just were. 
but I have never heard you guys mention the website Local Darkroom, found at www.localdarkroom.com. Really? Which probably works, but he actually has found at www.localdarkroom.com slash countries slash index.php. It's too many, too many things. Probably localdarkroom.com would work. It will give you local public darkrooms and other information. It could be a great resource. Maybe check it out, then mention it, and we will get some updates. Well, shoot, I mentioned it without even checking it out. <laughs> I am not affiliated with the site. Just a guy that loves spending money on cameras and would love to get into a darkroom. Dustin from Tupelo, Mississippi. She's fine, it's Tupelo, Mississippi. Quick shout out to our good friend Jim Austin Jimages. Jimages. He has his head. Where in the world is Jim? <laughs> Jim travels all over. Well, his I will tell you. I'll tell Mark because Mark knows because you see John is not on social media. I'm not. So I'm not very social at all. You're not so. so you, we all know where Jim is. Oh, shut up. So his magazine, Shizen. S H I Z E N. Shizen. Thank you. You can get a copy of. Would you call it? Shizen. Yep. At S H I Z E N. E. Z I N E. Dot. Yes. Dot. We know. Weebly. W E E B L Y. Dot com. They're free. And uh, this came in uh, in October. This email and it was the uh, (coughs) seascape issue. Harumph. Yes. (laughs) Rava. What are they saying? Oh, just general. They're merely saying. I want to thank everyone for. So thank you, Jim, for your continued uh, support. Uh, Jim also contributes to our school donation program. Fantastic guy. In a future episode, I'm going to update everyone listening of all the new schools that recently received cameras from the FPP. That's continuing the FPP uh, school donation program. <clears throat> and folks out there, if you're shooting with your Lomo Kino, <laughs> Lomo Kino, if you own a Lomo Kino, if you bought it and you were befuddled, perplexed, confused, couldn't figure it out. Yeah, just hey. Get it out, shoot a few rolls, get them processed, send them over to the FPP, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll... We'll make it nice. Yeah, we'll make it nice. Uh, also, if you shoot Super 8 or 16 millimeter... <coughs> or 35. Six, yeah. <laughs> you can go on eBay and buy a, an old World War II IMO camera. IMO? IMO. No, IMO. Oh. And... They take a 100-foot, you know, like the 100-foot roll you buy for your bulk loader? Mm-hmm. It takes a 100-foot load of 35-millimeter film. It's way too much film. It's a lot of film. but for every you could. Pro- I bet you, I wonder if you get a Lomo what? tank and develop. Why would it take, why would it take a long 100 time? 100 feet? Well, how long How long you go through 100 feet of film? No, it's a movie camera. It's like three yeah. minutes. Three minutes. Oh, really? It's oh, like I'm an thinking, Aeroflex. Uh, I'm thinking and this is an IMO, but it's like an Aeroflex. Maybe you didn't graduate film school. This is an IMO. It was used World War II, um, you know, photographers. For, on the battlefield. Yeah, on the battlefield. It's a wind-up. You wind it up. That's cool. Shoot. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm fascinated when I watch documentaries. Are bowling. When I watch documentaries and you see, like, color footage. Yeah. That's, like, the best. Of war. war. There's a, there's a, uh, there's a documentary on Netflix called World War II of color. color. I think they colorized it. No. I don't know. Really? Maybe. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. Hey, Dave. Yes. You see World War II in color on Netflix? I didn't see it. You think I the color? You think that? Oh. Was it was, was it, it color? Color? Yeah. Oh. Well, some, there is some. You don't think they colorized it? I don't know about that specific one. 
Well, so apparently Dave is the one who transferred it. So if he oh. says it was color, then... So listen, when you send your movie film into FPP, mm-hmm. the guy who transferred World War II in color is handling your film. That's right. We got it going on over here. I have to tell you, Mark, I thought these shows, this marathon, I thought they'd be crispier. Crispier. Crispier? <laughs> crispier? <laughs> I can't even guess what word you're going for. Christmas ear. Oh. Christmas ear? What do you mean? It's Thanksgiving. We have to do the 12 Days of Christmas episodes. I have to confess to you guys. A few days ago, I took out my Christmas records and I put one on to see if it would like work. It didn't work. Couldn't jump. No. This. No, you need, the, you, you need the season. It's not quite the season yet. No, it's not the season. We got Thanksgiving. My daughter's birthday is in like two weeks, and then I'll start thinking about Christmas. Okay. Yeah, tell me about it. All right. I'll drink to that. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening. It's been kind of fun doing this. Sure. Why not? Eating leftovers is not so bad. Yeah. And uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh. Let us know if you were in on this marathon. Did you listen to it, like, you know, during the marathon? Or is it currently the year 2025? Yeah, I, say. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to find out who's actually listened to this. No the one. Freshest. Dixon is. Dixon's listening to the yeah. new show. We can make fun of people now and they won't be insulted until like three or four years. Right. Yeah. That, who was that guy? <clears throat> Tom, Tom, uh, Tom McNally? Tom McNally. Let's make some Tom McNally jokes. He won't hear yeah, it. Yeah, Tom. We're all long dead. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I used I listen to them on the day they come out. Oh, you do yeah. only if you're in them. If I'm in them, or if or if somebody texts me and says I was mentioned in it. Oh, <laughs> narcissist much? All right, all right, that's it. <laughs>